Welcome to the Floor Academy podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hadeen, owner of Illustrious Hardwoods in Mesa, Arizona. With me this week, we have Lee and Jane Calliwort and Joshua Nordstrom. And they are at the forefront of a tile artisans movement. They are all mosaicists, making absolutely amazing, amazing work. They are bringing sexy back better than Justin Timberlake. And I, I think that's about as millennial as, as I can get for myself, is even knowing that was a song title and finding a way to fit it into the show. Um, trades, flooring, tile, stone, commodities. Uh, th- that's sadly with with mass production of, of giant housing um developments you know 2000 homes going up at a time by national home builders and the construction schedule it just has to get thrown in it just has to get done people expect it as a a given especially in america where we're we're spoiled for sure and um i've said it before the fha requires that a floor has to be installed in your house but yet we still consider it a commodity. So the government says we need these luxury items, but we consider it a commodity. Homeowners consider it a commodity. There's nothing special about it. And it, it's it's devalued. And it, some of that, I think, is from how we show off our skill set. Some of that, I think, is how the contractors have been trained for, for many, many years. And so we're going to dig into this issue. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what we can do to help our, our trades appear better sexier attract younger talent um what what can draw them in how we can uh, apply it things like that we're gonna we're gonna get crazy we're gonna let them talk about what they're doing and how we can incorporate all that before we get started and let them introduce themselves floor academy podcast is here every week for you to help you grow a business that's profitable successful easier to manage takes less of your time lets you do what you actually want to do which was Start a business so you could have more time with your family. That's that most of the people that I know that have started a business did it because they wanted more time with their family. They end up getting less. That's not the way it's supposed to work. So we're having all the difficult conversations every week to help you with systems and processes, figuring out the numbers, how to train people, find the people, do the marketing, all of these things to move you forward so that hopefully at the end of the day, you have an asset to sell instead of a bunch of tools after 20, 30, 40 years in the business. I got a little, let's see, what do we got? So Bihui is a leading tool manufacturer for professional tiling installers and construction professionals focusing on large format tile cutters, installation tools, and all types of ceramic and porcelain tiles. With hundreds of products, Bihui continuously focuses on innovation and product improvement based on the needs of the market to provide the highest quality products available. Get your new Bihui tools wherever better tools are sold. Don't miss out on your opportunity to win a new 40-inch Sea Lion manual tile cutter with LED light. Find the details in the Floor Academy group during the month of March. The giveaway will take place in April. I got it behind me here. This thing's super sweet. Picked it up at at Tice, and uh, they they graciously donated it, so we'll be giving that away throughout. We're going to get all the entries throughout the month of March. We're going to give it away in April. It's going to be awesome. So I will get that shipped out to a lucky winner. Uh, 
and I will be putting together the details here shortly with the wonderful Emily's from Better Tools. If you're looking for a powerful and convenient solution to streamline your flooring estimates, look no further than our cloud-based virtual estimating software. With this innovative tool, you'll be able to create detailed and accurate estimates in real time, right from the job site or your office. Collaborate with your team, manage projects, and access all the information you need to make informed decisions all in one place. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, the software will help you get ahead in the flooring industry. Try it today and see the difference virtual estimates now can make. Check out the link in the show notes to demo the program or visit estimates.floracademypod.com and you'll be able to go on there, create an account, play with it. Pretty cool stuff that's going on with it. Uh, very, very intuitive and uh, it's got a lot of a lot of options built into it to let you let you play with it. So enough for me and, and the sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Very much appreciate it. Let's start with uh, Joshua. We'll start with you. Kind of give us that you know quick thirty thousand foot overview of who you are, what you do, why you do it, and then we'll we'll go to Lee, and then we'll jump to Jane. Well, um, thanks, Kyle. Uh, I'm Joshua Nordstrom. Um, I own Tier Tile. Uh, LLC up here in Homer, Alaska. Um, I've been up here 20 years now doing uh, tile work, and that's all I do is tile. Um, and I like to say that I specialize in hand-cut mosaics. Beautiful. And you've, you've got a famous one. I think everyone always wants to talk about the the Kraken from a couple years ago, the giant octopus, right? And the, <laughs> it was glow-in-the-dark. But you've done more than that. I do. Yeah, I do a lot. That was, uh, that was the one that put me on the, on the map for sure. All right. Lee. Hey Kyle, this is Lee Caliber, Dragonfly Channel Stoneworks in Milwaukee. Uh, we're a high end, uh, contractor and, uh, we also specialize in hand cut mosaics. And and Jane is is the better half of of this couple. I, I would assume everyone's going to agree with that. Uh, Jane, yeah. who, who are who are you? And you know, also, go ahead. yes, well, and I have been uh, Lee's partner in just about everything. I guess we started Dragonfly about uh, twenty years ago. Uh, Lee had come to us or come to this business with uh, twenty years of prior experience as an apprentice and a union journeyman and. And foreman, and then we started our own business, Dragonfly Tile and Stoneworks. And yeah, my job is uh, pretty much to um, what do you guys call me? The, <laughs> the thin set or something? Uh, like She's extremely <laughs> modified. <laughs> very, very but, sticky. Uh, so. Lee and I uh, uh, got very involved in the industry a number of years back. And, um, you know, as Lee mentioned, we're we're really specialized in the higher end custom work. And uh, a number of years back, you know, we're getting to that point where we, we finally had some time to give back. And we got very involved with NTCA and uh, other organizations uh, to do what we could to uh, support the industry and mm-hmm. uh, things forward. I'm on the board of directors for NTCA uh, and I chair the consumer education committee for NTCA Um and the, all three of us are involved, along with Angie Ray, in uh, the NTCA Artisans Group. And we put on those regular NTCA Artisan Roundtables. Um, we've also been doing well, quite a few different initiatives that are supporting uh, the whole artisan movement mm-hmm. in the industry. So, 
can you yeah. d- define the the artisan movement for me or can e- you know what can each of you define what you think the artisan movement means to you and then jane we'll start with you and then we'll we'll okay. go we'll go in the opposite order this time so we'll go jane lee and then we'll go up to josh well you know we we really started lee and joshua uh several years ago we were asked to do a presentation for coverings uh that was 2020 the one that never right. happened yeah okay and lee had won that tile craftsperson of the year award in 2019 and he had a conversation or we did i should say with with bart bettega um of ntca and we were really impressed that one of the things that was talked about was uh artisanship and it was even a factor in the uh the consideration for that award and so lee and Bart really started having conversation. It led from there to, well, maybe you guys could do a presentation for coverings. And and then, oh, yeah, by the way, maybe we could bring Joshua Nordstrom in because we had uh, had some communication with Joshua, but had never met him personally and realized that he had some very similar uh, approaches and methods uh, and mindset uh, that Lee had in how he approached his artisan work. So that kind of kicked off that uh, relationship. And then Joshua was, was here Two years ago now, Joshua, I just was thinking about that. It was February two years ago. We were sitting at this very table that I'm sitting at, and uh, they just started talking about, you know, this is something that we need to really, uh, we need to do for the industry. Mm-hmm. And that we have lost our roots. Uh, the craft was an, always an artisan trade. And uh, I'll let Joshua and, and Lee talk a little bit more about their their thoughts on that but we realized that there was a need to uh you you called to bring sexy back but on many levels to increase the um not increase go back to uh, the artisan roots of our trade Mm -hmm. and uh understand that and bring that professionalism back into it attract younger people into the trade and from there uh, that's how things really were born, was sitting around this table that night and getting ready to do the first coverings presentation, uh, which was supposed to be in New Orleans. And uh, they started talking about t- establishing a Facebook group just to inspire mm-hmm. and to help other uh, tradespeople out uh, as they think about their craft. Um, and there's there's more I could say, but I have a feeling Joshua and Lee could say quite a bit about that, too. So I'll let them yeah. So, Lee, before you go, I, I think what Jane you're saying is this this artisan thing is is more than just being able to make something pretty. It's the the professionalism you bring to the table, and that's that's seriously lacking. the The proper skill set to install tile or flooring in general is lacking in our trade, and so it's trying to elevate it to this level. And I, you know, it I fight people on using the word helper i don't like it I, I i wish people would say apprentice right because a helper doesn't have anything to do other than what you give them to do an apprentice has a goal to work towards so they can become a journeyman and so when you use the term artisan i'd almost rather be become an artisan than just be a contractor right like it gives me something it just seems like a loftier goal to reach and more inspiring than these terms so i i like the the use of it and what it implies yeah absolutely i think we were even talking the other day about uh our apprentice who uh we we were struggling with not loving the the term 
even junior setter, we were saying, no, no, actually, I'd rather be an artisan apprentice <laughs> that's mm-hmm. working towards, you know, becoming an artisan, a tile artisan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think words matter as much. And we have, a, we have some opportunities in our industry to, uh, to increase, I think, our, uh, the, the attractiveness, the professionalism, and uh, it, not just in words, but that's part of what this whole movement is about. Definitely. All right, Lee, what is, what is the artisan movement for you? Um, I guess it's a little complicated because I think that um, it's just basically our industry has just become so watered down that it doesn't really matter what you're talking about as far as artisan goes. Um, there's plenty of programs out there for training for you know proper prep work and proper installation. All that is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but people people don't take risks. And without taking risks in your approach on an everyday basis, you'll always be just that person putting a floor in uh, a track home. Um, I think there's a lot of awesome installers out there. If they would just step out and just take risks and open their mouths, talk to somebody, anybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. Um, in our in, in our case, we're fortunate enough to work with, and I always have. Even if I when I was working for a general contractor, if I if I had the opportunity to talk to the homeowner homeowner about a detail or an idea I had, I went directly to them. I just went and talked to them. And yeah, there were times where the contractor or the designer or the architect, somebody, you know, maybe hurt their feelings a little bit. Um, But I'd never be where I am today without doing those things. So once once you've honed your skills, start talking to people about the opportunity that you see um, and, and apply those and get somebody to listen because it, it's all going to be just generic, watered-down mm-hmm. stuff forever if you don't open your mouth, just like with our, um, with our artwork. Well, we would, we would be nowhere without approaching somebody and uh, with an idea and stepping out, being a little nervous, uncomfortable, whatever. Um, and you'd be amazed at the response. It's like everything else. Nobody knows until you tell them. They don't know this stuff even exists. All you hear over and over, you can do that. <laughs> really, you can do that. Well, that comes from a place where everybody just goes to work and does their job. Just just. You know, just put in your eight and go home. But this movement is about investing yourself a little deep, more deeply into what you do on a daily basis. Um, and I think the training program that, you know, that we are working on today is the evolution of all of that. So I hope, um, and there, you know, there's all these different factions within our industry. And they're all very important and necessary. This is just one that's been kind of overshadowed. And uh, 
you know, it's time that we kind of shed light back onto it. Mm-hmm. No, I I can totally agree. I mean, what you the the work you're producing, what you're showing off, is absolutely amazing. But even within the the hardwood world and doing parquetry, that there's people aren't asking for like super intricate, you know parquetry to be done or herringbone floors or inlays to be done with medallions or things like that right it's come in do you want it running north south east west or like pick a pick a direction or you know front to back if if the house is on a weird angle for the area right so to to give people options and go outside of your comfort zone to offer them that i think is definitely the place to be not be scared of of kind of offending somebody and making sure that people know there's more to life than the standard, like one third quarter offsets, you know, seven by 48s or 12 by 24s. Hey, we can put a border here and we can do your foyer in, in some octagons and then we can leave a circle in the middle and we can have, you know, a mosaic put in or a medallion with your initial or let's, let's get crazy. And I don't know that the, I think the world goes against that, right? Once again, we can talk about like the the track homes going up by the thousands in some of these developments. There's no time for creativity and uniqueness to exist within those homes because it doesn't fit the business model. That's why you have to work yourself out of that. Well, I agree, but why? I think the business model needs to change. I, I don't think that's a great business model. I would rather have a, I, I like I want mom and pop to come back, right? I'd rather have one guy building me like a block of homes and each house gets, you know, you know, between the whole block, you take a couple tile setters, but it takes a little bit longer, but we get something a lot nicer at the end, right? We can, we can pick different finishes and have more options than you can pick from these five tiles and you can lay them this way or that way and, and be done with it. So it's just, once again, it, it's been commoditized and, and dumbed down to a level that can do production, but that's not, that's not what any of you are after. And I don't think that's what homeowners need to see that there's more and they, they don't see that. And so I think that's where this, this whole thing comes in. Josh. What what are we what are you trying to accomplish with this with this movement? What it gets you excited? Why do you want to show off all of the fabulous things that you can do? Well, I I think the the main point to get across that we're trying to get across to everybody is to, to s- slow down and pay attention to details. Our industry people are so gung ho about getting in and out as fast as they can, and you know you're on any of these these Facebook groups and it's all about speed, 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 speed. I got in and out and oh, and grouting out. And it's like, you know, with artistry, that's not what it's about. You know, um, it's about spending more time. It's about putting more love into your project. Um, you know, that's kind of what the artisan movement is to me, you know, it's just helping people better themselves. Um, uh, you know, I think that, you know, you talk of, of uh, the industry being watered down. And I think when the the box stores came about and started selling tile for 99 cents a square foot, that really watered down um, everything. And it just kind of made everybody seem like they're, they could be a tile installer. Um, 
and there's a lot more to it than that, as we all know. Um, you know, anybody can set a tile, but to, to set a tile right, you know, you need some education. And to be creative, uh, you know, in your in your in in your install, um, that just takes some time. You know, you don't necessarily have to be an artistic, creative person. It just takes more time, and um, uh, more more dedication. You know, we're just um, you know, Lee and I have been doing this for, you know, we've each been, well, he's been doing it a little longer than I have um, just because he's been on the planet a little longer than I have. But, um, you know, we've, you know, we've each stumbled through this from the very beginning, like finding our, our, the fastest ways that we know how to do it, which doesn't, you know, ultimately it speeds the process up from start to finish. <clears throat> We're not trying to get, the project done as fast as we can, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we, we've streamlined the process and, and we, we know that the, you know, we've learned the do's and the don'ts, uh, we've stumbled and, um, you know, and, and figured things out the hard way. And, um, we're all about sharing that knowledge that we've learned over the past 20 plus years with everybody else, just to try to help them, uh, get there a little faster than we did. Um, you know, the looking at the online groups, there's so much talent out there. There's so many people doing amazing installs. Um, you know, not even not just the artistic ones, just in general. You know, mm-hmm. installs that require a bunch of math and um, you know layouts on key. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent in our industry. Um, so you know, people are definitely into the artisan movement. Um, and it's definitely growing, you know, like Jane said, it was what, two years ago. It seems like it's been longer than that, but I mean, it's so much has happened in the two years that we've been doing this. It's crazy. Um, well, you just had the, uh, it's four. <laughs> I think it's been three. I don't remember. I can't remember now. It's just, it's gone so fast. Yeah. I was just saying it had to be longer than two years. Oops. Yeah. Um, this is three. This is 2003. Yeah. It would be we just hit 2000. Today. Yes. Just, 23. So yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. Um, just, we're just trying to, to spread the love and, and, and trying to, like you said, I mean, we're, we're trying to, and Jane coined the phrase, you know, we're trying to make tile sexy again. Um, it's just, people's you know you know it's anywhere you go if you travel usually you're going to an airport first and you know as tile setters we all notice the tile everywhere um you, you know you go go to a, you go to a, first you go to an airport then you go to a hotel um restaurants whatever you know, all the tile work that you see is just a lick it and stick it in and out as fast as you can. And the quality's not there most of the time. It's all about speed, 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 get in and out as fast as you can. And I think mm-hmm. that that mentality is really given our industry a black eye. And, um, you know, we're trying to change that. Um, so hopefully, you know, the more people that get on board with this movement, the faster it's going to change and people will have a, a different idea when it comes to tile. Cause I think, I think the majority of people don't think it's a, it's a skill set. You know, I don't think that, you know, I think most people think a, a, a tile installer, you know, isn't a, it's, it's not a skill. You know, 
it's not a skilled craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. most people just think it's a job and yes. it's the exact opposite of that. You know, I mean, we get in there and we're trying to make the place look nice from everybody like cutting corners and doing everything as fast as they can, and as cheap as they can to get it to the point of it being tileable. So we're just, you know, we're a lot of times we're, we're putting lipstick on a pig <laughs> trying to make it look nice. You and know, it's supposed and to be the jewelry. <laughs> that's yes. exactly. And then, you know, you know what happens too is tiles, one of the last trades in a house and what happens at the end of a project, everybody's over budget and they're out of money. Mm-hmm. So there's that it's a double-edged sword, you know, and you're coming in and you're, you're wanting to sell people on, on high end tile on high end tile art. And people have these huge dreams and huge expectations, but they're, you know, most of the time, you know, unless you're in a really high market, people's budgets are blown. So, you know, there's, there's that going, you know, going against us too. I, I I couldn't agree more. I've actually started pointing out to clients when I'm going in and bidding floors and I'm like, look, you're, you're doing this part of the remodel and you got this thing going on and this thing going on. I was like, how often do you truly use your kitchen cabinets? Right. How often are you going to use the paint on the wall besides just looking at it? Okay. So if we're going to skimp in places and go over budget somewhere, I was like, look how much you use your floor. Or, you know, if I was a tile guy, I'd start pointing out, like, use your shower probably every day, at least once. That gets more use than most other items in your house and harsher use than most other items in your house. And so you start kind of having these conversations with people and pointing out how they actually use their home. And while they want the beauty of the, you know, brand new hot countertop style and hot cabinet style and, the you know, all of the options on it. I don't think that stuff actually matters. Like the functionality and the lifetime, like the, the lasting use I can get out of a good floor and a good shower matter way more. And so like, I start trying to bring that up to my clients and and let them be aware of it. And then all of a sudden you can see a shift start in their head where they're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't go over budget here, here and here so that I have the money here. And then you can do the upsell, right? You can get them to put in, some kind of mosaic piece in the shower or the foyer or get the upgraded flooring or like you, you can start getting some of that money back into your own budget. Um, you were, you were talking about the, the skill set being dumbed down. So Joshua, what do you think besides like the box stores and, and this, you know, we've, we've got track homes, we've got box stores, just kind of the industry, I think, changed in how it approaches using trades. Um, how do we change that besides just showing that there is a, a higher level? How do we get people interested in wanting to pursue the actual correct and, and proper methods and installation methods and the artisanship behind it as opposed to... Well, they said that I could just, you know, grab this trowel and and slap this thing this way and mix this stuff up with, you know, I don't even, it just needs to feel this way, right? I don't need to read the bag or anything. It just, it's supposed to kind of look like this and feel like this. And I can trowel it out and I'll, I'll stick the tile down or, you know, the floor doesn't need to be flat. I can just start clicking the LVP in or whatever it's going to be. How do we get an industry that's not 
interested in training that's that's i i I think lee pointed out that it's it's readily available or maybe it was you joshua right like we can you can go almost anywhere and get the technical training the the manufacturers offer it their the the reps are constantly at your distributors or or supply houses and yet it's not a lot of the industry that's showing up it's not a lot of the industry that's showing up on online communities to operate at a higher level so how do we change this mentality or how do we go demonstrate it that we attract people in well i think it's i think that is the answer to that is certifications i think our industry just like uh, electricians and plumbers and um you know i think you know they all need to have certifications to do what they do and i we're slowly getting there you know with the the cti um you know that's that's the start of it um, and there's always pushback on that. You know, you get the old, the old guys that, you know, that are against it and there's, you know, there's pros and cons to it. And, but, you know, across the board, I think there needs to be, uh, you know, nationwide certifications for what we do. I think that, you know, anybody can go, you know, go and buy a license and become a tile installer, but, you, you know, in order, to, in order to, to, in order to be allowed in people's homes, I think that you should, you know, you should have to be educated and be certified Mm -hmm. and i think that would change everything but um getting everybody on board with that that's the hard part you know um and like i said i think the ntca with their cti program i think that that's a great start um and um you know i think what they're almost up to two thousand ctis now getting close Um, you know and that's that's a good start but you know other than that i don't really know how to go about it Mm -hmm. um you know, there's, like I said, I mean, it's, it doesn't take that many tools for a tile guy to get started. You know, you go out and there again, it's the box stores, you know, selling, selling cheap tools, you know, people can go in and for a couple grand, you can get yourself a saw and all the, the right equipment and trowels and some floats and sponges and, you know, knee pads and just the basic stuff and throw it in the back of a pickup truck and, and put a sticker on the side and now you're, you're Joe blow tile, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so many people do that. It's, and, it's probably uh, not even a couple grand, sadly. I bet you you could do it for $800 or less. I'm sure you could. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I, I mean, yeah, go get yourself an, a grinder yeah. <laughs> and oh, a yeah. four inch diamond blade, <laughs> you know, and I, uh, and sadly, you know, there's guys out there doing large panel jobs with, with just a grinder, you know, and that's just, um, it's just lack of, lack of knowledge, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, you know, that's a tough one. That's a tough question. Is that, you, you know, know one of I, the I, things, if I can intervene, Dex, please, I was going to, I was going to you. I've heard and Lee can talk about this, but, um, you know, you talk about the artisan movement and one of the things that we have found that is so important about the kind of work that, um, that Lee and Joshua do is that once you learn to, as Joshua was talking about, all those details, and once you learn the skills and you get the eye for that attention to detail that's required when you're doing really, truly custom artisan work, it's applied to all of your work. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't walk in and look at the, I mean, like Lee goes, some people Nowadays, you know, sometimes you don't have some of the finishing pieces that you might want in a certain line. And, you know, Lee's approach has always been, well, make it, you know, 
uh, you've got the ability to look at something and with a whole different eye for the details that's required. And that's, that's part of what this whole movement is about. Um, you know, I actually was just pulled this up, Kyle, which I think is kind of funny that I had this out, but I was in a, another meeting about all this earlier. And I think back to when uh, Joshua, when we, and Lee and, and I started that uh, Tile Trade Artisan Guild Facebook uh, page. And Lee was talking about what this movement is. And he said, I think the industry needs a change and believe all of us collectively can be that. From a design standpoint, the industry has veered from its historic roots. The craft was actually lost to some extent through the evolution of materials. People don't have to build in the same manner as so much uh, comes pre-made. They don't have to build the art. In many ways, the custom fell out of tile work over time. <laughs> and we are here to foster the historically important artisanship of the craft. And I think that what I've seen happen <laughs> literally is that those that start getting involved in learning uh more about how to to go back to those artisan roots with their own hands and learn the tools that are available to help with that and the methods that joshua and lee and and others have been so you know i think helpful in in introducing and sharing that they start to look at all of their work differently. And, you know, so I think that there's a, an amazing opportunity to really go back to those historic roots. And I should mention that when we talk about the artisan movement, we don't talk just about what a, uh, a craftsperson does in making, a, you know, a fancy, lovely piece. We really see it as an umbrella. And it includes all those things that were part of our historic history as a, as a trade and as an industry, mm -hmm. you know, handmade tile, you need to know how to, you know, handmade tile, met the makers, you know, they're, they're crying for people that are skilled scholars to understand how to work with their products and they're beautiful products. And they're not what you buy at the big box store. Um, but the more that they have, so, so we're partnering with them as well. Okay. And there are the, um, there's, there's also the, well, obviously the, the mosaic, the traditional mosaic artists, you know, like our, our dear friend Angie Ray and so many others, you know, they do beautiful work, but they too need to understand, and not Angie specifically, but many, how to uh, work with the installers and understand what our installation requirements are and how to produce their materials in a way that they can partner better for a beautiful installation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and then we have the, uh, the historical part of our industry. That's part of that whole umbrella of the artisan movement. You know, there's beautiful historical uh, renovations and restorations that need to be done. And without having people skilled in a lot of these um, methods and, and with these materials... You know, some of that can die. And so there's a need for that as well. So, you know, when we talk about what can be done, I really think that a whole lot of this is, has got to do with uh, also awareness. Mm -hmm. you, know? um, you should see right now we're talking with uh, uh, Job Corps. We had, see, the awareness. The people that call us now for information and it's 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 grown just dramatically 
But uh, we're now talking with Job Corps because they have a group of young people in a pre-apprenticeship tile program that, and they found out about us and said, hey, would you be willing to do a presentation? Mm. Because it's sexy. Mm-hmm. And That's they, awesome. they, actually, they started a mosaic contest. And I was just talking with them today, and we're actually going to, uh, Lee and, and our apprentice, Maria, and I are, are going to uh, do a, a, a virtual kind of introduction to the artisan okay. aspect of the trade for them. But uh, they said, you wouldn't believe what's happening. The engagement from our students, because they're doing this mosaic contest, and they're starting to get their hands into things differently, is amazing. Well, these are the young people we need. Yes. You know, and the more that our trade comes back and understanding the importance of our craftsmanship and us as an artisan trade, um, you know, I think the more that, that we have an opportunity to draw people back into it. But Lee, you can say more about well, that. Before before you go, Lee, and yeah. then we'll jump into it. I, I couldn't agree more. So the only reason I ended up in this industry or, or the flooring industry was that I did um, – wood shop so like cabinet wood shop and cabinet making in high school and, and middle school i was i was very fortunate that the the middle school and high school i went to both had very nice shops and i i got to learn how to use these tools and and build things i still have the coffee table that i built to this day downstairs in my living room but when i had to assess my skills and find a new direction in life i was able to look through what i had and i think that's a lot of times what we're missing is, is you're talking about these job corps reached out to you with young kids that were already excited in a program and then you were able to present them with okay you're here but look at what you can do with it if you if you think outside the box and you tweak this or you kind of do these things and the the mind especially when they're younger right it's a lot easier to open your mind up to that creativity and get excited and and start seeing things differently and so then you you learn all these rules and you 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 learn how to break them is how I like to put it. That's what I was taught in film school. You have to learn all the theory and how it's used so that you can go break it properly and not mess with people when they're watching this like visual medium. And so if you can learn how to set tile properly, you can learn how to break rules and and make things happen that necessarily shouldn't or or where they're supposed to. And now they're excited and, and on board. And that's, that's beautiful. I think that's what we're missing is we're not reaching this generation at all. But if you bring in, you know, the 99 cent box store tile and you're like, here's some 12 by 12s or here's some 12 by 24s, who cares? whoop de doo right? Like here, you're going to go set these in a rectangle. That's not exciting. That's not engaging. That's not going to keep people interested long term, especially in a generation that now has TikTok. And if you don't capture somebody in a minute, we're moving on. And so 12 by 24 is in a rectangular room for hours on end, or I can try and become an influencer on TikTok and make a couple grand a month. Which one are you going to pick, right? I, I, I can't blame the kids for what we're showing them, right? It's just not a, we're not showing them good options. Lee, go ahead. Well, I guess just to, to kind of continue where everybody kind of left off is that this is how you make changes. This is how you get people to open their eyes to uh, the past today. Um, mm-hmm. Is 
you have to be willing to, you know, it, it's taken a lot of um, a lot of volunteer work on all of our parts here today um, to get where we are at this point. Uh, and that just came through the passion of what we believe this trade really is. So, you know, there, and there are, there are hun- literally hundreds of people out there volunteering to better this trade. I know most of them. Um, so that is needed more than ever because you don't have people going and working for a company for a number of years and working under somebody, uh, gaining the skill and knowledge to become a, a true craftsman. They're learning on the fly. Um, so, and I would suggest to any young person, you know, if you really, really want to take this career to the next level, work on somebody. Don't just wake up one day and decide you're going to open a business. Um, even if you, even if you are somewhat uh, skilled, maybe you were a helper for a while. Go be. Go find those mentors out there who can not only teach you um, how to do things properly, but maybe teach you how to do some extraordinary things. Um, so I would su- highly suggest to anybody who really wants to um, advance their career more quickly, because a lot of these people that get in, they just they sit pretty idle. You know, because what they have to do is they have to run the business, they have to feed the family, um, and they don't really have the time for the other stuff. If you're working for somebody and getting paid basically to learn, um, yeah, you have you have the time because it's built into your daily schedule, um, and you don't have to go home and. Uh, send out invoices and you know and worry about the business the business all you have to do is show up and be a student a good student and if you do that for a number of years you're gonna be far far ahead of most people who have been in it for the same amount of years of you have been um them on their own and you working for somebody else you will you will blow right by them so, you know, that's something that needs to really come back. Um, yes. It, oh, it's it, it's one of the biggest things. We lot, you know, everybody went on their own. Oh, it, so, yes. You know, Very frustrating. The whole system pretty much broke down. That's a big contributor to where we are today. Um, I, uh, let me, uh, I got to... We'll we'll get right back into it. I got to interrupt us for for a second. I couldn't agree more. I, I say all the time that a, a lot of most contractors actually shouldn't be running their own business. They need to go work for someone, and that includes people that just are subcontractors straight for retailers. The minute you had to form the LLC or you do your sole proprietor thing, and you're just collecting that work order, you're still your own business. Many 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 contractors would be better off going and working under a company that will treat them fairly and help them progress, hold them to a higher standard. And are, are the, the biggest, the, one of the worst things that ever happened to the, the trades is 
this oh you're going to be better off being your own boss it's it's the biggest joke because lee lee nailed it it's not true you put so much time into trying to run the business and, and you're stuck constantly working in the business you never have time to work on it or grow in your skill set and so it's it's horrendous but let me let me interrupt us for one second here with an ad and then uh we'll we'll jump back to you jane not all foam boards have the high performance that GoBoard does John's Manville has been producing rigid foam boards for decades for commercial roofs. What does this mean for flooring and shower applications if they aren't exposed to the same harsh elements that a roof is? If it's good enough for a commercial roof, then it's even better for your flooring, countertop, or shower project, especially at a reasonable price. Visit www.jm.com forward slash goboard for more information. If you want to take your business to the next level, reach out to me at floracademypodcast at gmail.com we are going to be having a new mastermind group start at the beginning of april so you can head over to floracademypod.com click on the mastermind link and you can read up on what mastermind groups are there's a little video about it if you're interested in more details beyond that Go ahead and click on the link at the bottom. It'll schedule an appointment with me, and we can talk about what this group does, where it's going, what it, where it can do for you and your business. And don't forget, new group starting in February. All right. Jane, go ahead. I have a, a, an example of that, that uh, what Lee was just, well, you all were just talking about, that I, of a, um, a tile craftsperson who I have a, a great deal of respect for oh. and for multiple reasons, including this, but uh, this person had worked as an apprentice for us for some years, many years ago, and uh, went off during the, well, obviously, we all went through a little thing there, and ours happened around 2010, I would say, 2011, when the first to go were the youngest in our Mm -hmm. case, and kept our senior craftspeople. Um, So, you know, you don't blame them at all. Went off, hang a shingle. You know, I've learned a ton. I'm going to go do it. And, yeah. you know, lear- and continued to learn a lot, you know, uh, by attending programs. And he just really went at it. But uh, some years later, he came back and knocked on our door. And he said, you know something? I've been doing pretty good. But I really, really, really want to be great. And I decided that I needed to come back and work for Lee for some, some more time. And he did. And he put his time in mm-hmm. and eventually ended up relocating uh, due to a relationship. We still have good, good communications and a relationship with him. And he's doing really well. But, you know, he had the, uh, the maturity, you know, in the sense to say, I've come really far on my own, but I want to take it to that next level. And I would say he's definitely... Uh, you would be in the it would be in the class of someone who's, who's becoming an artisan, you know. But he mm-hmm, knew that mm-hmm. that's what he wanted to do, and I think that that's uh, I have a great deal of respect for those that recognize that, you know, I could be better, and I might not learn it all on my own. And I think that um, the other thing that that we're doing that we can talk about more later is. Uh, you know, we talk about the training aspect, and and you you might be aware that we are. Thank, thankfully to, and this is important, uh, NTCA has jumped behind this movement in mm-hmm. a big way. And uh, manufacturers are starting to do the same, yes. which is 
very encouraging. Uh, and so the support, you know, for, well, the Tile Letter Artisan came from this movement. You know, Leslie Godden is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she started Tile Letter Artisan, it was really, you know, came from us all working together and trying to get this out there. So it is growing. Um, and there is there is more visibility to it. But I think also uh, the training that's coming up next summer is a first step for NTCA and Latacrete will be sponsoring that. Um, next summer, as well as some others supporting it. Uh, yeah, but this is another opportunity for us to actually start helping those experienced craftspeople mm-hmm. take things to another level and uh, understanding you know, how they can learn to do more artisan work, which in turn, in turn will help them become just better detailed craftspeople and so there's yeah. more things being done but yeah the training is going to be important so uh, with, with the employee that that you know you had to let go sadly and you know things right. happen economies go up and down and so they were able to go out they they did fairly well but they they came back i've, I've got to think that a, a lot of that happening came down to the way you and lee probably have an interview process set up to even select an apprentice candidate because not a lot of the, the young guys that come into this industry, right? It's, Hey, Billy down the street turned 18. He's done with high school. I'm going to go ask him to come work for me. Right. It's just, I need a body. And then it's go do this, that, the other thing I'm, I, I got to assume that you have some kind of an interview process set up to select candidates so that you can find them with this proper maturity level. But then even while they were working for you, there had to have been an immense amount of mentorship to allow them to go off on their own and come back and say, you know what, look, you taught me really, really well, and I'm nowhere near where I should be. Like, can I come back and work and and learn some more? So I think that's a testament to the way you're running your business. So Lee, do you want to touch on that at all? Is, is, am I on the money? Am I in the, the realm of what's going on? Yeah, I think, I think between Jada, you and Jane, you pretty much covered it covered it um i think you know it's just yeah it made me feel pretty good that that person wanted to come back and he is he's is, uh he's really good he has turned into not just a great uh tile setter a great artist he comes up with i you know i see some of his stuff and i just go yeah, you know, just makes you kind of smile, you know. Um, but now he's even, um, now he's taking it to the next level. Uh, he's and started working on education and uh, in in our industry mm-hmm. and getting involved that way. So, yeah, I mean, once you inspire somebody to a certain level. Um, they are going to naturally just take it, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're driven like that, um, there's, that's what we need there again. That's what we need more of, right? Well, you get them excited enough. How do, how do, do more. how'd you identify that candidate? How did you find the, the young person that was going to get excited? And then you were able to motivate to, to stay excited, right? That, that's kind of what I'm looking for, right? Like, what's the what's the secret sauce, if there is any? I'm sure there's not. I'm sure it's, you know, I got to go through 100 to find the one. But 
if there's anything well, that's worked for you to be repeatable and, and find talent over and over again, because I, I think that's what a lot of people are missing is it's, I just need a warm body so I can get something done faster. And there's no, we're not instilling that passion, right? We're not showing them what's possible within the industry. And so if we want to grow this and bring respect back to it and really show off what's possible, we're going to have to train up a, a new batch of people that, have the same passion or a greater passion than we do. Well, a lot of people don't have the time and that's what it comes down to. Um, do you hire? Okay. So you hire, hire an apprentice and you're trying to get some tiles set, right? How much time do you have to, to train that person other than to show them how to mix up a bucket of thin set and sweep the floor? Uh, if you're, if you're not willing to invest the time into somebody, well, you really think they're going to hang around or be excited about being there? They're not going to last. Um, but if you show them that you care about their growth and you can get them excited about what you do on a daily basis just by doing what you do, um, I think you have a much better shot at taking somebody that may thought may have thought this was just a temporary gig, but maybe you inspired them to the point and show them that you did. Maybe some, maybe a lot of these people take these jobs and uh, they, they always feel like nobody cares because, mm -hmm. you know, they just uh, go over there, take the broom, go over there and just do something. Well, yeah, you're not going to feel any self-worth and you're not, you know, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So you have to really, you have to show people that um, inspire them to know that they can do this and you will keep doing it until you do succeed. I won't let you stop. So, you know, you can, you can be frustrated. You can uh, whatever, but um, yeah, you have to be able, when you hire these people, you have to be able to have the time, put the time aside, whether that's, <clears throat> Giving yourself before or after work, before you have to start, you know, actually doing some installation work, find the time. I know we're all busy. Find the time mm -hmm. to uh, be more than their boss. Uh, uh, yes. No, I love it. Right. I, I if. I think we have a responsibility that it's not just about providing a paycheck to employees when you bring them on board. You you need to leave them better than you found them. You need to mentor them. It's not just about an exchange of, you know, you're going to provide this service for me that I hired you for, and here's a paycheck. There's There needs to be more than it. Um, you hit on it a little earlier, and you were talking about there's not a, a lot of training going on in general, right? Whether it be like they come and work for you and they're getting taught proper methods or they're being taught how to run a business. And I think a lot of people have this scare. Well, I know they have the scarcity mindset, right? They don't have this abundance mindset where we can all work together and, and grow each other and succeed. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I live in, in Phoenix and there's 4.5 million people here. If I want to find a project, I can find a project. There's there's enough work to go around with everybody here that it's never affected me. Whereas I, we'll we'll come to you, Joshua, but you know maybe in Homer, Alaska, 
there might be competition, but even then, I doubt it just based on, you know, how many people in, in Alaska set tile, right? The population's small. Then we're looking at a, a niche of a trade. So how many tile setters are there really? So for you, are, are you, do you have someone up there helping you right now, Joshua? No, not right now. Um, I had a helper for a couple of years, sorry, an apprentice for a couple of years. (laughs) And, uh, um, uh, I laid her off here, uh, this summer just cause I saw there was going to be a little downturn here Mm -hmm. for winter. Um, Homer's kind of a tourist town. Um, a lot of people snowbird out of here in the wintertime. So, um, town shrinks at least in half and, uh, you know, the, sometimes the the work is uh, sometimes sometimes it'll dry up between like Christmas, you know, from the half of November, January into February. So, um, I've learned over the years to to prepare for that. So, okay. I prepared for it a little early. But to answer your question, um, are there many tile setters up here? There's a couple guys that just do tile. Um, I, I like to think that I've taken it to the next step. Um, you know, these other guys just, uh, you know, they're just the old fashioned, they're, they're stubborn and won't, they won't go, you know, get trained and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they know it all already. And, you know, on top of that, every carpenter I've ever met is a pro tile installer. So, um, you know, they, they, everybody knows how to install tile. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I can do it too. Trust me. There's, yeah, there's that, um, but you know, there's only a few of us that that's all we do is tile, and you know, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that I do is tile. And I've you know I've been doing it long enough here, and I'm fortunate enough that I've been doing it long enough here, and I've I've been really focusing on the mosaics for a really long time, and that's what people know me as is is yeah. um, you know the, the little higher end and um, the guy that does the specialty stuff, you know. So, um, well, you know, I'm not saying that I don't work with box store tile. I still do, um, but not as much as mm-hmm. the other guys do. So I'm kind of fortunate in that aspect. Well, so you had you had your apprentice for a while, and then you you had to lay her off. But it, was there if she was around for a while? I, I think a lot of times people are struggling to find anybody, let alone someone that'll stick around for a while and shows interest. So is, is there a way you went about hiring her? Is there a way you went about mentoring her to continue to be interested that you think worked better than what you see happen in a lot of other contracting businesses? Yeah. Well, I, I, I hired her specifically. I had a big pool project I was doing. Um, where I made uh, two life-size orca whales that, uh, to go on the bottom of a swimming pool. And um, that just happened to be right when COVID happened. So um, she is a musician. So she's she's already, she has that artist sense. So mm. she was really into doing the mosaics. So um, that's what I brought her on board for, was to help me with that project. And then... Um, you know, the, the couple of COVID years were pretty crazy. I don't know, if, you know, I hear everybody else talking, it was their busiest years yet. And for me, they were definitely my busiest years, which was kind of strange. Um, and everybody wanted to spend their money because everybody thought they weren't going to be around to spend it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. really don't know. But um, 
um, yeah, it worked out well. I, I, you know, she was very, she had the creative side, you know, she excelled in the, in the mosaics. Um, but, um, and you know, she, she excelled at the normal installs too, but I just didn't see the passion there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, and I mean, it's, that my business comes first. And I, like I said, I, I saw that winter was going to be a little slow this year. So, you know, I made the decision to, to lay her off, to, to keep Tierra tile moving. So, um, that was, that was my choice. And, you know, and if I, if I get busy again, you know, when, when summer rolls around, I, you know, I don't know, you know, I consider hiring her back on or hiring somebody else, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, it's great to work with somebody, but it's great to work by yourself too. I mean, there's kind of that double-edged sword, you know, it's, yes, I, I have no, no desire to, to get, to, to take on every job and get as big as I can and be the tile, the tile God of Homer. Like I'm happy doing what I do. I don't want to get bad. It's just more headaches. Mm-hmm. I like, I like staying small and doing the, the artistic stuff, you know, ideally is, uh, is what I want to do. And I'm getting closer and closer to pulling the plug on regular installs and just doing, doing the art, but, um, I don't have the courage to pull the plug yet. (laughs) So (laughs) here I'm still doing the normal stuff. Uh, you know, (laughs) you you find a way, right? Um, I, I think it's, let me, let me ask you this. So you, you hired her, you, she, she stayed on board for a while. You hired her for one project, but then she, she stuck around after that. So you're teaching her this skill set. Once again, it goes back to the, having the scarcity mindset of now you live in a place where there's not a lot of, there, there's less work than a lot of areas. Right. And now you're trying to specialize into an even smaller niche within a, a, a niche market. And yet you're teaching somebody else directly in your area this set of skills and you don't seem to care or be afraid that she's going to go, you know, well, he laid me off. So I'm going to go start advertising that I can do what Joshua does and I'll do it cheaper and and take the work. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I guess that thought could be there, but I'm not too worried about that. You know, people, people that's, seek me out. I don't do any advertising. So people that seek me out are seeking me out for my skill set. you mm-hmm. know, something that I've earned. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't feel that there's any competition there. Um, so no, you know, and, and it takes a certain person to want to go out and do it themselves, you know, and there's not a lot of people want, want all of the headache of owning a business. I think they can kind yeah. of sense that, a lot more to it you know i mean it's yeah it sounds great to to be your own boss but when it comes down to it i think there's more stress involved with being your own boss than just clocking in and clocking out somewhere you know so totally agree well i think i think that that weeds most people out right there i wish (laughs) i think there's a lot of people that don't even know what they're 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 you know that they're going to bite off more they can than they can chew but To go to kind of go back to you working with this young lady and teaching her the skill set, the way I've always looked at it as is, in my mind, you elevated the talent in your area. And so even if she were to go start up, right, like you're saying people seek you out for your skill set, you're not advertising. So she'd probably have to advertise and try and gain a skill set. But now she's putting out work that brings more interest in what you're doing to more people, which should bring more interest in what 
you're offering and now they have options, right? So we've elevated the, the talent pool, which elevates the entire industry and to circle around. I think that's what we're after with this artisan movement, right? Is we have to go show these skills off so we can elevate the entire industry back up to what we believe it should be. And I don't even know that it's what we believe it should be. It's just what it should be we need to take pride in what we do. We need to make sure we're looking at all the small details. And I don't care if you're only doing a, you know, four by six powder room and the, the tile is, is absolutely horrendous. What can you do to make it the best possible project possible instead of just slapping it in as quickly as possible and moving on and collecting a paycheck? I don't yet. It's great that all of us can get paid from this, this industry, but we should be building relationships. We should be treating people with respect. I mean, they're, they're trusting you with their home and, and the finished aspect of their home. Why are you trying to rush it? Where, where did you go wrong that you have to rush this work instead of doing it properly for them? Um, People rush things because they get buried in too much work. I think because people underbid things and mm-hmm. they land too many jobs <clears throat> and then they feel pushed. And then that's why I think a lot of people rush things. And the thing about tile is it can look pretty on the surface, but we all know if it's, if your prep work's not done right, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to have failures. So correct. I think that's why people rush is just because they've got too much to do. I don't think people are rushing just so they, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't rush just so I can get off and go home and twiddle my thumbs. You know? uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of rushing because of underbidding. I think there's rushing because you're overbooked. I, I think you nailed it, right? There's there's a bunch of different options. There, there, you're rushing because you just you were never taught better, that there there is a better way than just, you know, let's lick it and stick it and we'll put some grout in and, and move on. You know, what's what's floor prep? I don't need a floor prep. I can put three inches of mortar in the corner and build this up so it stays flat. It, crazy things happen. And it, it it comes back to, you know, a poor training from a poor role model, from someone that may or may not have been meant to run a business. And it, it, it's just, it's it's been watered down over and over again. And that's why I, like, I'm very interested to see what the three of you continue to do along with Angie and and other people in the industry of pushing this. Look, the, the bar is, is no longer down here. We've, we've raised it at least six inches, but we have, you know, a couple more feet to go. And, and I'm really excited to see people to continue pushing the bar and showing what's possible and inspiring others to go and look outside the box and, and, find the proper methods or question the methods and and how and why they work. Um, Jane, do you have anything that you would like to add that maybe we didn't hit on or didn't cover? No, thank you, Kyle, for helping to uh, uh, bring more awareness to this important movement. I, we could, we could all talk for hours about this, you know, (laughs) well, we do. Sure we could. (laughs) There's so many aspects of it, but uh, uh, no, I, you know, Lee, uh, he's probably got more. He could, he could also talk for hours about it, but, and, and Joshua as well. But thank you for bringing awareness to it. 
No, you're my pleasure. Thank you for coming and, and, and joining me. Lee, is there anything that you, you think we need to hit on or, or touch and make sure that, you know, we get this last little bit out there? Well, I, I think when you were t- uh, touching on, uh, like, the movements and, you know, this training program, um, it's funny because I, I think there's so many people who have said, well, you know, you're giving away all your secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did touch on the fact that you're white, you know, you're, you're broadening uh, the idea the fact that these things are out there. So by doing so, creating a, a larger market for this type of work, um, just, 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 uh, through, um, inspiration. Let, yeah. It, it, it's funny because I've had other people, I've had a few people ask, and I said, "Well, wouldn't we all have more work if there if the market was bigger for it? Um, just because the client was educated that that it actually exists, mm-hmm. um, and that and that goes for the artwork, and that also goes for um, some of the high end detail work. Those things uh, once once clients are." Once their eyes are open to what's really possible in what we all do on a daily basis, um, or what we can do, um, it almost becomes expected. Yeah. When I go, yep, and that you know, I know uh, my clientele to this point, um, they expect more out of me than they got last time. So. How can you get bored with your job, <laughs> right? When you're constantly challenged, and that's through once again, that's by educating people. Once they see what you what is really possible, you've set the bar higher on everything. Now they're they're not just going to hire anybody; they're looking for the best. I, I love what you just said. They, my clients expect more out of me than they got the last time. So you have to be constantly evolving, staying on top of things and, and staying educated and pushing the limits of what you're capable of and, and constant growth. And, and so it, that I think that's what doesn't make sense to me when everyone's like, no, you're giving away the secrets. I can't train you, or I'm only going to teach you half of what you need to know. And, and that's probably a lot of the reason why we're in the current position we are, but does no one realize that someone taught you? And and I know there are some self-taught people out there, but you know what? You probably picked up a book or went on YouTube or read a set of instructions. There was somebody that was experienced that helped you get the info. And now you're going to sit here and say, I can't afford to train somebody. If the first guy that decided he wanted to start doing tile in some form didn't teach his son or nephew or neighbor how to do what he just created as an art form, we wouldn't have any of what's going on today because he would no, no, I got to be the only one to be able to do this. It's nonsense. It's like, it's one of the, the excuse drives me nuts because it's just, it doesn't even make any sense so please go share your knowledge with 
with folks. Go out, educate somebody, mentor somebody, bring them up. Um, I, I love, once again, that you guys are pushing this to be an, an art as, instead of just a trade or a craft or, you know, it just, it sounds so much better. So thank you for that. Joshua, do you have any closing thoughts, things we didn't hit on that you, you want to make sure we, we get out there? <clears throat> well, um, you know, I think that, I think a lot of times people are afraid to challenge themselves. Um, and me, I, I don't know. I, I was just, I, maybe it's just my nature. I like to challenge myself with everything I do. Cause if you don't challenge yourself, you're not going to excel. Um, so, you know, I just highly recommend that people challenge themselves on a daily basis and, and try to, you know, try to outdo yourself, try to outdo your last job. Um, you know, that's kind of my mentality is, you know, everything I do, I try and I, I don't know if that's a curse, <laughs> um, but I, I'm always, you know, uh, when I design something, I'm always trying to design it better than the last one, you yeah. know, and, um, and make it that much harder. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, it, uh, it, 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 the challenge, you know, you learn something. It uh, doesn't matter how long you've been doing something. If you don't challenge yourself, you're not going to learn anything new. And, you know, you're going to just kind of be treading water. So, um, you know, I guess that's my advice is is um, don't be afraid to just step out of the box and, and challenge yourself and do something a little different. Um, it, you know, it'll, it'll set you and your business apart mm-hmm. from others. And, uh you know, I don't know. Uh, no, I totally agree. Gro- growth is uncomfortable. Okay. In order to like learn something, a skill, you have to go to a place where you're not comfortable because it's this new thing and it, it's, it's hard it, no matter what it is, whether you're, you're, you know, 18 months old and learning how to walk or you're 40 years old and trying to learn a, a new career path. Like it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. It, it's going to make you upset. But on the other side is how much gratification and, and how much more fun because you have this new thing acquired. So I, I couldn't agree more that you need to go out, challenge yourself, get uncomfortable, look for growth, find reasons to go do new things, use products, new ways, take, learn a new skill. I mean, you could go take a cooking class and and maybe it inspires you to do something new and crazy in your tile trade, but you suck at cooking. And so you're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to go do it. You know, who, who knows what you're going to discover because you went and made yourself uncomfortable and you learn how to be creative in a new way. And you make, where are you going to be able to apply it? Right. I, I went to film school and got into doing, you know, I had to find hardwood flooring and, and the, the click floors that I do and thought that was the new path. And then like two years, three years down the road of doing that, you know, I'm looking at all these online groups, like, man, people just don't understand this aspect of, of what's going on. And you, you type into the, the podcast app flooring and nothing comes up and you're like, Oh, I got this other skill set. Uh, that's that's where this podcast came from and so i had this other skill set that i could apply to this new thing i was doing and uh, well i'm on a mic every week and i got on a stage at surfaces multiple times and and i can give talks in public 
if you put me in a room full of 30 people that I'm not like, I don't know all of them and you're not telling me that I'm the expert, I'm going to be the guy hiding in the corner, not talking to anybody. I, I will become that introverted despite the fact of like the extrovert I put on on this show. And so this forces me to get out and, and do things that make me uncomfortable. And I have to grow a, as a person and a business owner and a tradesman in order to do it. So I, I think that's absolutely wonderful advice to push the limits of what you're capable of, whether it's personally or, or trade wise or whatever it's going to be. So awesome. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Jane. I love your insights. I love the movement. I love what you're pushing for. Um, if you guys want to see amazing, amazing tile work, find the tile trade artisans group on Facebook, go join it. They'll, they'll let you in. If you, even if you don't do tile, probably they let me in. So, um, the, the, the bar may not be set too high to get in, but the, they, the, the posts in there, the work that they show off, absolutely amazing. Um, there's the, the tile letter artisan magazine that comes out once a year, I believe. Correct. Twice. Twice. Okay. Twice a year. Look at that. And, um, they, they've got their, their webinars that are roundtables that are not monthly, but like at quarterly, maybe they're often. Well, we'll we, this year, I think we're doing, uh, four of them. The first one is in May, which is going to be really cool. And we'll actually be doing one in the fall. That is uh, kind of a recap or late summer. That's a recap of the, the first training artisan training program, the revolution training that we're doing in June. So that'll okay. be cool. Cause we'll have people in that. So, and then there's a few more, there's always different topics. Uh, they're on the NTCA YouTube channel as well, because they're all recorded, uh, you know, historical tile handmade tile and a lot of the methods that, Lee and Joshua and Angie have used and uh, there's just a whole lot of wealth of information there. They're fun. They're fun though. We have, we have fun. Okay. And uh, if you join the NTCA mailing list, you'll find out about those. I don't, you don't even have to be a member. So, or you can get in the NTCA, like yeah. find a tile group, find the NTCA, you can find out about that um, four times a year this year for round table. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Leslie. Um, anything else are we doing anything cool at coverings this year you guys live streamed last year didn't you yeah we're going to be down there we're going to wally's coming with us do you remember wally the gator that uh joshua and lee did last year for coverings okay uh that was the one that was streamed last year live streamed from here uh over the course of four days and wally's coming down with us um and uh Joshua and Lee and Angie are going to be at the, what is it called? The Artisan Village. Uh, yeah, for th every three days. And they're going to be uh, just answering questions and showing some uh, examples of using those pre-mounted methods that they presented and had accepted into the new Artisan chapter in the NTCA okay. reference manual. So we'll be there. Awesome. Coverings, April, Florida. Look it up, Google it. It's it's there. It's a thing. Uh, it's it's free to get in. You just got to pay your your hotel and whatnot. But the show is the show is free. So there's a free plug for coverings. Um, awesome. Once again, thank you all for coming on, sharing your passion, your excitement for this. I I love seeing it. I love experiencing it, and and just seeing the the positivity you put into the industry when it's not always there in the online groups. And, and I appreciate you once again, like just raising the bar that 
this industry needs. Uh, sadly, um, the bar for contractors, you can probably, it's like the broom laying on the ground flat. So you can just kind of step over it. And as long as you show up on time and deliver a bid, you can, um, you've done more than most. So I, I love seeing this bar get, get raised continuously to, uh, outperform what we were doing yesterday, right? Just 1% better a day. That being said, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, Go ahead and check out Floor Academy Pod. We've got resources over there, whether you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, uh, books that I've I've read and personally have enjoyed. There's the link for the mastermind groups so you can learn about those. And there's the, the file section. Go over there, download some of my cool Excel spreadsheets, and they will help you move your business forward in different ways. If this show's doing anything for you, helping you move your business in a direction that it was not in six months ago, a year ago, check out patreon.com forward slash floor academy. Even five bucks a month goes a long way in helping me to continue to create this content. Uh, check us out over on YouTube. Go subscribe over there. I need a thousand subscribers. I've got, I'm still under 200. I think I'm at like 180 now, 160, 180. I don't know. I need a thousand. Go, go like and subscribe on, on YouTube. And then you can watch these, these crazy interviews instead of just listen to them. And I think that will do it for us. So last word from a sponsor. I hope you all attended the International Surface event this year in Las Vegas. What a great time we all had. The event was packed with wall-to-wall product. TICE has released the TICE 2023 Product and Trends Lookbook, packed with the newest products hitting the market this year, capturing a snapshot of what everyone was able to discover on site. Make sure to access the lookbook in the show notes. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you later.